Hello and welcome. My name is Timp. I am called Axial. And my name is Herfy Durfy. And this is Go Mode, a Link to the Past randomizer podcast. Boys, we spoiled him a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, I, I would say so. We gave him two in a row, two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were very pleased about that. Yeah, one of them was sort of a shorter kind of bonus episode. We were down a host, but they got two in a row, and I'm sure that felt pretty good. But uh, now we're... <laughs> I was actually wondering if anyone was going to, uh, you know, expect an episode on the week that we were off. And <laughs> I thought at least one person would be like, hey, where's the episode? But not a single person. Everyone was totally on board. They, yeah, they you. I mean, you, you made it pretty clear. I, I remember sitting across from you and uh, you talking about it being like, and remember, guys, we, we're not going <laughs> to be releasing be one next week. Yeah. Well, you know me. If I'm nothing if not extremely thorough. <laughs> Very true. I'm, I'm just glad we got to do get one in before my wedding, which is uh, so. This is coming out on Wednesday. Uh, it's like 72 hours after that. Oh my gosh! So exciting. <laughs> yep. I uh, I was I was telling the boys that I just got my hair cut and, and yep. fixed up. So uh, Let's get the new do. Yep. I. Uh, I, I went with the mullet. I really thought that would, uh, you know, bring out the the best in me. So, oh, you went with the How mullet. How far back? Oh, we're talking like, we're talking like down to my butt. Oh, nice. It's, okay, you know, okay. Well, uh, can't complain about that. Uh, I was... How far back did you shave your hairline? Um. So you know how like monks in the the Middle Ages had that like tonsure haircut going on. Sure. So so imagine that, but instead of it being short, it's a mullet. That's what I went with. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to look really good in the pictures. Yeah. Yeah, and that's all coming out of your Samus helmet, right? Yep, yep. No, it's uh, of I wear it everywhere. I, uh, I'm very into safety, and, uh, you know, Samus is, uh, is well protected in her helmet, so I also am uh, wearing the helmet. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What? I cannot wait to see those wedding pictures after after it's over. Yeah, but... I, uh, the, ma- the amazing thing is they found a tuxedo that could fit over the Samus armor. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. No, that's yeah. pretty cool. To, that's yeah. pretty cool. That is cool. Well, uh, congrats to you, and uh, super excited for you. And uh, you're, you're honeymooning directly after, is that right? Uh, we're mini-mooning. We are going okay. to a, an undisclosed location um, for a couple days, and then uh, heading back here, and then going to Thanksgiving, like the next week, and then we're going on our real honeymoon in uh, December. We're going to the Bahamas. Oh, very so, nice. Yeah. I, awesome. Also, I ho- I hope uh, the location of your mini moon is uh, disclosed to you guys at least. Nope, it's uh, just you know a bunch of uh, shadowy figures will take us somewhere. We'll take you away. Okay. Yep. <laughs> just some coordinates. Right. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, GLGL. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, no. So uh, so due to that, I've been a little a little tuned out of the randomizer world. So Tim, what's been going on? Yeah, that is totally okay, because I'm going to keep you up to date, and it's always just good to have you around and, and hear your takes. So um, with that, Aww, let's thanks, go ahead. Tim. Of course, of course. Um, I guess let's mention real quick the feature for this episode. We're going to talk about movement. This is a pretty regular episode. This is this is pretty by the books when it comes to Go Mode. We're going to talk about some community updates, and there's been a couple. There's been a few for sure. Uh, and then we're going to take a deep dive into an aspect of A Link to the Past randomizer that people might find interesting and useful, and that is movement. Um, it is 
not the most like sexy topic. It, it, it's going to be a little dry probably, but um, uh, our, our friend Herf is going to make sure we move it along. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> hey, I'm counting movement, on you. Right? We'll As I was telling you guys in the, uh, in the pre-call, uh, you know, I suck at movement, so I think I'm going to learn a lot here, and uh, I hope all our listeners can too. Yeah, and I've done a lot of. Re- I also did not know a lot, but I spent a lot of time today uh, researching it and got a little uh, a little Word document or a little Google Doc put together to go over. So we will get to that momentarily. But first, as I said, we have some community updates. So obviously, number one going to be those qualifiers. The fall tournament 2019 is finally officially underway with this round of fall qualifiers, which we around here like to call qualifiers uh so (laughs) as of right now as of the uh, recording of this uh there have been uh i think like four or five so far that have taken place um in the very first one there were 99 participating that was on sunday afternoon and the second one which was on monday night uh there were over 100 people all racing simultaneously Mm -hmm. pretty incredible uh so obviously herf an admin of this tournament um, what were your experiences like getting ready for that? I mean, I have to say I haven't been too involved with the uh, with the tournament so far in uh, in what I do, which is at the same time kind of an apology to my fellow admins if anyone is listening. <laughs> I've been <laughs> super swamped with work since I've gotten back from SG Live. I, I had the rest of the week off and then I came back and all hell broke loose, so I've barely been able to look at stuff, but... Uh, my admin friends have it under control. It's been crazy, but thankfully, a uh, big shout out to Cynic, who's also a member of our Discord. He is uh, a bot king, and he's uh, programmed his Sahasra bot, uh, or you know, added new features for us to use in the tournament that automates or helps with a lot of the load that you get when you have to kind of coordinate uh, a race with over a hundred people. You have to make sure everyone's registered. You have to make sure everyone's there. Everyone gets the seed correctly. Everyone has the correct delay. You have to check all the multi-twitches, which, you know, if you have to grab all those manually, you'll be there. By the time you check all of them, the qualifier will probably be finished. So the bot helps tremendously with that. Uh, Synac is basically like, so there's admins, right? And then there's super admins. And if there was something that could be above a super admin... That, that would be Synac. Like, he's just like the most responsible connector of people and runners of uh, tournaments that, that I've ever known. So, um, he's a great guy. What a, a good shout out to him. Yeah. What a, what a yeah. great person to have kind of in our yeah. community wheelhouse. Cause yeah, he's, he's super nice too. He's just a, he's a friendly dude. Yeah. He's killing it. So, the, the first qualifier that was on that, uh, that first Sunday. Uh, Moon Pearl on Checkerboard Cave. That's a fun one, right? Oh, oh. those kind of seeds. <laughs> yeah, so um, they've all been pretty interesting. I participated in the second one. It was a real bastard of a seed. I had to forfeit two hours and five minutes in because I accidentally unplugged my headphones from the computer and it made the emulator slow to a screeching halt. So Ooh. I reset and I lost like two or three crystals worth of progress. No, no. So you were at two hours and fifteen. Yeah, so I, I actually ugh. was impressed with my ability. I was just like, "Well, that's over now," <laughs> and just got <kind laughs> very zen-like. Just got my things ready. I think I like went to bed not too long after that. It was just like, 
you know, what are you going to do? So yeah. the good news is with these qualifiers, um, as as we've kind of talked about before, the way that this works, you need to participate in five of them and your worst result is thrown out. So as long as I can do four more and show up, uh, then that forfeit will be dropped. So it's not it's not totally over for me, but it would have been nice to have that little, you know, like buffer seed in case things didn't go great in another one, which is, let's face it, bound to happen. So that is where I'm at. But uh, let's take a moment, uh, gentlemen, and do what we do best. And let's take a look at the results so far and speculate wildly. <laughs> uh, Wild so. speculation dun, 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 dun. coming to you from Go Mode. And I made up this song right now. Dun, dun, dun. That's it. That's all I had. <laughs> that was very, very yeah. nice. Very, very good. So uh, in first place right now, we have Ultima with a perfect 105. But they've only played one game. So this is a person who's only played one game, and they, they essentially won that one. I think mm-hmm. it was maybe the first one. or mm-hmm. No, Koi won the first one. I think it was the second one. They haven't participated in any yet as of the recording of this, which is November 10th, Sunday. Um, so don't let that, uh, you know, take all of this with a grain of salt. We've only done five qualifiers, again, as of this recording, and there's 20 total. So things will shift quite a bit, but... Interestingly enough, we do have a few people who have finished all five of their races. Uh, namely, we have Bonta up Let here me, at the top. Can I cut in real quick? Thing? Yeah. I just yeah, want to yeah, clarify yeah. one thing. Sure. Uh, five races is correct. You have to, or you should race five, and because your best and your worst is dropped, and then the three middle will be taken. So if you race less than five, like four, for example, uh, the fifth one will count as a forfeit, will be dropped as your worst one, and if, you know, as you explained. But. Uh, for this time around, you can race in as many as you want. Oh, it will not, you know, help you improve your time, so to speak. Like you can't, if you race in all 16 of them and someone else only races in four, you won't have better chances necessarily, but you can still try to improve your best time or to like improve your worst time, you know, so it, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't mean your forfeit is now, you know, expend and you only have four races to make up for it. You can race in 10 more if you want to and if you have the time to. Oh, I did not realize that. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Is is there a downside that... to that? Like if you, let's say you did five and then you do another five and those five are terrible, are those going to affect you at all? Well, the downside could be more in the other direction. Let's say uh, you raise in five more and you do extremely or you do super well in one of them. And then it turns out, well, you know, that now is your best race that will be dropped. So that is kind of quote unquote a wasted race for you. That is super cool. I did not realize that. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to, exactly. I'm, I mean, it, yeah, it's all uh, of them now. It's uh, in the in the tournament rules. I'm trying to find the link right now. That's why I'm a little slow. But let me scroll back in the announcements channel. It's in there somewhere. Okay. And yeah, I'm sure it's in the. On that. I'm sure it's in the rules that we've posted. I probably just didn't do as good of a job yeah, reading exactly. them as I should have. The other thing, uh, one thing that I did want to make a note of that's different than the last year's tournament is they've made it a lot easier to sign up this time. So I talked in the past about, you know, you have to submit the your intent to race in a race, you know, at over an hour before the race starts. And the idea is they want to kind of keep that secretive so you don't try to metagame, you know, whom you're racing against. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This time they've pretty much done away with that and said as long as you are in SRL and you dot join uh, and you filled out the one the one form ahead of time, you just have to like do it one time basically. You're you're good to go. You don't have to announce ahead of time or anything like that. So you really only need to know about 30 minutes prior. Start your 20 minute stream delay and then jump into SRL and uh, you'll you'll be ready to race. And as Herf said, there's no penalty to doing multiple and it's in fact better for you. So yeah um, exactly so just to get back to that real quick to clarify mm -hmm. how it exactly works so you can yeah. race and you have to race in a minimum of five uh and you're to you know to be official of course you can do the whole fourth thing that we were talking about but you can race in as many as you want and your final score will be calculated by taking the mean of all results excluding your best and your worst time so, you know, you could race in 10 and then uh, they'll remove the best and the worst time and take the mean time of all your other finish times. And that's how your final result will be, uh, will be calculated. So you could improve your time or your mean time a lot by doing great. And the other qualifiers that you do pass the ones that you've done. Or if you tank them all, you know, it could crush your mean time a little bit and make your overall qualifier results worse. I gotcha. Okay. Um, so uh, another thing to, to kind of cap this off, I guess, for, for today, um, another thing I wanted to mention is as of the, uh, you know, when this episode comes out, which is Wednesday the 13th, there's still nine total qualifiers left that are going to be run, including one that is Wednesday night. Um, so if you still haven't signed up or you're considering it, there's still definitely time to get in. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, plenty of time to do plenty of qualifiers after you get in there. So, um, like I said, it's a lot easier to sign up now. And if you're worried about, you know, you've never participated in like a wide scale race like this in the discord for uh, a link to the past tournaments, link to the past randomizer tournaments, they've included a new channel that you can go into to get help, you know, learning how to set up SRL and things like that. <clears throat> And also, you can drop by our Discord because we're pretty friendly. We've we've got a record of helping people um, get that sort of thing sorted out. Where there's usually someone around that's happy to help with it. So, if you're on the fence, just do it. Just give it a go. You know why not? Yeah, and at worst, you got a direct line to a tournament admin who you can ask stuff. So you know you should definitely join our Discord. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I uh, yeah, I do encourage people to give it a shot. I uh, I really had a fun time last year doing the qualifiers. It was uh, I didn't make it, but I had some really memorable races, and uh, I think that was a, a really good way to you know I got to see everybody who was competing, and I remember like oh yeah they were in my qualifier as I followed them through the rest of the tournament. So mm -hmm. uh, definitely encourage folks, even if you don't think you're that great, just give it a shot. Worst thing yeah, that happens is uh, you don't qualify, and then you're right where you were before. Yeah, exactly. And even if you don't even plan on joining to the, the tournament proper, just experience uh, experiencing at least one of these qualifier races with like a hundred people in them is uh, pretty amazing and really a, an amazing way to improve. Because imagine how many vods you have to watch or you can watch or you have at your disposal after that race to compare to what you were doing and see where you could maybe do things better or where maybe a decision you made wasn't the right one in that moment and why and stuff so you know it's a, it's it's a good idea yeah definitely cool all right well <clears throat> in the interest of keeping things moving along let's uh let's touch on our next topic here on october 31st which is of course halloween 
they released a new festive randomizer. They, by they, I mean the developers of ALTTPR, um, and uh, it's available for two weeks, which means that as of the day that this is releasing, you basically have tonight and I think maybe part of tomorrow to get it. So this is your notification to grab that and play it if you haven't. Uh, did either of you get a chance to play this version, this year's festive randomizer for Halloween? I have not, but I'm very curious, so I might jump on that like maybe tomorrow or something if I can. Okay. I, I also have not, but um, I have been <laughs> traveling and doing wedding prep, so I've had like no free time whatsoever, but uh, I, I would I would have loved to play it. Maybe I can generate a seed and, and stash it away. Yeah, that that is definitely something you can do and something I would recommend to anyone who hasn't checked it out. I'm just going to go ahead and spoil some of the things that happen. Honestly, it's better if you go in blind. Um, no r- relation intended to the boss, of course. <laughs> it's it's better if you go in not knowing anything. But um, I, I have to talk about some of the things that are in there because it's really cool. So skip ahead. Use the time codes in the description to skip ahead if you haven't played and you plan to. But uh, they made some significant changes to this one. So uh, I got a chance to play it with uh, some Go Mode podcast community members. We all got on kind of a voice chat and just kind of played it. It was very casual. It was very fun. And uh, played through it together and experienced some of these changes. So just like last year's Festive Randomizer, all music is replaced with spooky music. Uh, Tons of sprite changes. Like every enemy is wearing a different costume of different, you know, other enemies or things from other Nintendo, you know, uh, properties and things like that. It was really cool. Um, but uh, even to the actual you know, way that the game is played, every dungeon had one small layout change that would just kind of like throw you off a little. For instance, you would like go into Eastern and normally you go through that middle door and you know there's two doors on either side that are decoys. Well, they just kind of changed the way that the second room is set up so that you actually did have to go through the door on the right to get through. So, um, you know, the first time it's just like, oh, you, you got me. You know, it's a, it's a little trick. Uh, and then the second time you would do it and just feel dumb because you forgot that it happened. So um, I, th- I thought that was kind of cool. They just made these you know small little changes to the layouts of the dungeons. Um, and they fully changed Ganon into a fight with Wart from Super Mario 2. Oh, wow. Oh, that's fun. Completely different mechanics. Um, obviously, Sprite's different, but uh, they basically put spikes in the middle of the floor and they have wart jumping around at the top part complete with his music you know of course from the game (laughs) and and you're at the bottom trying to hit him with arrows and and i think you could also throw bombs much like the actual fight from super mario 2 so it was really cool and and i can't even imagine how difficult that was the code but um really fun i i finished it and then uh, I tried to sort of like inch towards the top of the screen like you do to like get on the bridge. And I hit a spike and died. And I had to, I had to drop <laughs> oh, no. in and do it again. Yeah, it was my fault. All right. Well, while we were talking, I just uh, I just generated one. If uh, And I, I gave it a spoiler log, too, just uh, just in case. So um, Good. I, uh, maybe I'll share that with you guys and we can see how we, we do since uh, yeah. Herf and I haven't played it. Sure. I yeah. would love to hear that. Yeah. Um, um, I've also been spoiled a little bit by my friends playing this, and uh, wasn't there some trouble in the beginning? 
Yeah, so apparently the way that it was set up, um, if you tried to drop down to this Ganon fight and it was war and you didn't have everything required to beat the game, you know, you didn't meet the crystal requirement or mm-hmm. all dungeons or whatever you had set up, mm-hmm. it would essentially softlock. Oh, um, okay. Is what uh, I had heard. Something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, I think there might have been a couple other bugs that made the game, you know, that kind of ruined people's experiences in a way. But in normal, you know, ALTTPR dev fashion, they came out pretty quickly with a, a fix to that, like a quick hot fix mm-hmm. um, that I think I, I mean, is by the time I played it, those were all handled and I played it two days later. So, okay, nice. That's yeah, very good. So they, they, yeah, they got on. Of course, you know, when you're messing around with the game's code that much of course there's going to be some things that crop up yeah of course of course yeah but they did a pretty good job handling it there are a couple other things that were different uh so there were no rupees there was instead candy which i think was the same as last year but this time they put candy yes so so they did the same thing with candy and everything that you need with rupees is free but they put a willy wonka's factory in kakariko and you could go in and spend 100 candies to get an item. And you might be thinking, oh, okay, what, you know, maybe like a shield at best, probably a lot of like bombs and rupees. No, there was progression in here that we found at one point. Really? I don't know. Ex- yeah, I don't know exactly how it worked, but in our seed, we found the ice rod and the titan's mitts. Have to assume those were placed elsewhere in the world, and that just basically let you like skip ahead. Like maybe that was just a predetermined list of mm-hmm. all items, and you could just get them early or whatever. But definitely used that. So it was kind of an interesting uh, addition to playing the game. You know, is having something like that added in. So um, and, did, did you? Sorry yeah. to cut in real quick. Yeah. I'm just curious. Did you get an item every time you gave them a hundred candy, or was there a chance you'd get like bombs or something else or something useless? It was a, like it seemed to be just a random shuffle of the entire pool. So yeah, rupees, bombs, arrows, oh, okay, the okay. ice rod. You know, like there was just like random stuff thrown in there. But I believe the ice rod was spotted outside of that area too so it's not like you had to do that to beat the game mm-hmm. it was it was just like the more you want to farm candy and try yeah. try your luck and you know try to get an item you you might be able to skip some things okay that makes gotcha. sense. so so really it's not like a required but it's a it might speed it up it might not you have to see mm-hmm. exactly yeah and then uh, when you die you go to hell <laughs> that's what happens when you die i mean <laughs> yep yeah. yeah that's what happens to your sprite at least that's what happens to link um so yeah, that was uh, that was pretty pretty funny. Uh, which it, it actually kind of brought up some interesting gameplay uh, scenarios where, like, if you were doing a death warp, it might not actually be faster to kill yourself because you go to this extra screen that's called hell, and then you have to get out of there to save and quit. You know. So. Uh, okay. But yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. So that's the festive seed. Uh, hopefully, you didn't just let me spoil it for you. But even if you heard that and you're interested in checking it out, there's there's still some time to download it. Uh, even though we're a little bit beyond Halloween, things are still kind of spooky. You know, leaves are falling off the trees. It's cold outside. So I think it's still appropriate. All right. And then the last thing we have on the docket is uh, I want to give a special shout out to the Go Mode Podcast biweekly stream restream crew or biweekly seed restream crew. Uh, and I want you to kind of just forget that this is related to us in any way for a second, because honestly, the people in charge of it have been very independent and, and all three of us have been very hands off in overseeing all of this. But uh, this is a crew of 
some usual suspects, including Xylo Price, Lumaga, Lady Box Thief, and Amarith, uh, and then Zeitnix, who loads things up onto YouTube. But those four people doing some restreams uh, in the community of our seed that we put out uh, for each episode. And it, I want to shout it out because I think it's a really great place to go if you are someone who has absolutely no experience um, with racing online. Let's say the idea of a qualifier is like, uh, like, like paralyzing to you. Like you would never do something like that. Doing something like this, I think, is a really good way to kind of ease your way into that because we have. Uh, restreams where it's you racing somebody of a similar skill level. We have commentators, two commentators talking over it. We have somebody tracking it and people can jump into chat and speculate and talk. But usually there's not a ton of people, like maybe 15 at an absolute maximum at any given time. Now that could go up now that I'm talking about it, but um, it's not going to be anywhere near the level of like a fallifier or something like that. So I just want to shout this out because another thing that we've done is um, you'll remember a while back we had someone write into the show, a spy poet, and ask if there was a potential for them to do some commentary for some of the GMP races that were going on. And at the time, unfortunately, they had reached out to us when the tournament was over. So I sent them a message uh, before the last restream and said, hey, I know you said you wanted to commentate. Are you available tonight? And they said yes. And they jumped on there and they did a fantastic job. So if you are interested in learning how to restream, learning how to commentate, learning how to track... Uh, be sure to get into our Discord and ping one of these people because they can get you started with it. And it's, I think it's a really great way to get involved in this community if that's something that you want to do. So, Yeah, sounds great. A big shout-out to uh, Spy Poet. I didn't personally hear it, but it sounds like you did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just real quick to make sure that I'm thorough here, those are the folks I wanted to shout-out. They are the new uh, BWS admin team, uh, and they can also designate crew uh, as needed. Uh, and folks that have helped out with those so far include Oro, Raylan Tanker, Sir Linkalot777, who we met at SGL. Shout outs. Shout outs. Uh, yeah, the Daddy Gamers. And uh, also I've helped out just kind of where they've needed, you know, like they needed someone to help race or they needed someone to commentate. Um, but I, like I said, I want to be more hands off because I think it's really cool that they've kind of got this thing running. So, um, yeah, just shout outs to you guys. Uh, really, you know, proud to have the Go Mode podcast name even attached to this kind of, you know, mini community that you've put together that, that allows people the opportunity to, to, you know, get started with racing and uh, being, being a part of this community in a big way. So cool. Yay. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. So with that, uh, I believe it's time to get into our topic. Are you guys ready? I'm ready I to move. So. All right, let's move on over there. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, one of those episode topics where when I thought about starting a podcast about A Link to the Past Randomizer, it was like, what What kind of things are we going to talk about? This, like Rupees, this seemed like a really obvious one to me that deserves talking about because it's one of those things that affects everyone every time they play. And can make them faster. But I think a lot of us just don't know these basics of how Link moves around the game in A Link to the Past. And how that can affect how your sprite moves around in A Link to the Past randomizer. There are a lot of things that you can do that don't cost really anything to be doing. Uh, you know, moving in a certain way or pressing a certain button while you're holding down the D-pad. If you know the right places to do this, it's only going to make you faster. And yeah, it might be a small amount, maybe half a second in this room or a second in that room. But 
if, if you can do it, why not do it, right? So I just wanted to kind of put together a collection of uh, really just, uh, mainly there's one page on the A Link to the Past speedrunning wiki uh, that is all about movement. And I've essentially taken that one plus another one on subpixels and sort of put it together into kind of a script uh, of sorts, an outline to go over to kind of give everyone here a basic overview of how movement works in A Link to the Past and how you can utilize that information to make your seeds just a little bit faster here and there. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, as mentioned before, Herf is, is going to keep us honest. He's going to make sure <laughs> I don't get too into the weeds on any of this stuff. That, wow, that, that sounds useful. I wish I did that. We're, we're good so far. We're good so far. <laughs> cool. Okay. All right. Cool. So to define the scope of this episode, movement is just going to be anything dealing with your sprite moving around. And we're going to kind of make up a uh, we're going to make up a uh, unit of measurement for speed for your sprite, which is pixels per frame. So you know, in a frame of motion uh, in this game, basically, you know, a sprite can move either it can move or it cannot move. It can move one pixel, two pixels, three pixels, or it can move zero pixels. Um, so that would mean that if we're looking at speed, you know, one pixel per frame would be kind of a, a standard there. Well. Uh, one pixel per frame is a, is a pretty good clip. You know, when Link is moving, it's it's not as fast as walking, but it's it's a decent amount. You wouldn't want to limit... The, the developers of the game didn't want to limit themselves to things only being at least that slow. There has to be ways for things to travel slower than one pixel per frame. Per, per frame. And you can't move... Uh, a pixel has to move one or it can't move at all or it can move multiple, right? So you can't move like half a pixel. So what is the solution to this? Basically, they decided, you know, when you're moving, when when the sprite is moving or when anything is moving in the game, it can either move a pixel or it can move zero. And sometimes it can alternate. So let's take Link walking in a cardinal direction, northeast, south or west, for instance. So he moves two pixels in one frame and then one pixel in the next frame and then two and then one and alternates back and forth, which gives us an average pixel per frame of one and a half. Exactly. One yeah. and a half. So, yeah, that was perfect. That was that was so, good math, Herf. I'm so, proud of myself. I'm, I'm so glad Link's I didn't have to walk- step in. I was getting worried. <laughs> well, we know Axwood crushed that, the, the, the math man. But yeah. So Link's speed moving in a cardinal direction, not diagonally because it's a little different, is 1.5 pixels per frame. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll get back into, you know, what that means for you and, and a little technique called pumping here in just a second. Um, well, actually, no, I guess it's time to do that right now. So this is, this is a good transition here. So as I said, when you're, when you're walking, anytime you're going north or west, Link starts with those two pixels and then goes back to one pixel first. If you're going south or east, Link starts with the one pixel and then does two pixels. So what that means is anytime that Link is traveling north or west, you you want to uh, basically restart that walking cycle as often as you can so that Link begins again on the two-pixel part of the walking animation. So the way you can do that, for instance, let's say you're going from Sanctuary down to Kakariko. You walk south a little bit, right? And then you have that long stretch where you're just walking west for a while. By uh, holding west and then lightly tapping down to inch your way south, every time that you let go of the down button, 
you're now uh, guaranteeing that link is going to move two pixels instead of one. So by doing that over and over, you're getting those two pixels more often than you're getting that one pixel. And link speed suddenly is maybe a little closer to like 1.6 or 1.7 pixels per frame on average. So, so Tim, how much, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but how, how much is this really going to add whenever you're uh, going through a seed? Like in terms yeah, of so- time save? I'm glad you asked, Axial. So there are some really, uh, there's actually several examples out there, and and we'll link some in the description that show you the difference, uh, you know, side by side of what it looks like when somebody is pumping, uh, which is what this technique is called, versus what it looks like when somebody is not. And even though it's, you know, what you're seeing is a perfect representation, like a tool-assisted speed run of the pumping, um, it still gives you an idea of just how drastic this change can be. You know, like I said before, it can it can be, you know, half a second or, you know, up to a whole second, maybe even in some rooms uh, of, you know, pumping uh, and taking advantage of this technique where you can versus not doing anything at all. Uh, And like I said, you know, talking about pros and cons, there's literally no reason not to do it because you're just walking to these places already. Um, Now, that being said, there is sort of one con to this and it's not gameplay related, but. Uh, one of the things I have heard, and I, I honestly can't say I've experienced this personally, but pumping is one of those things that can kind of kill your controller a little bit because um, you are going to be sort of mashing the D-pad while you're already holding it um, and, and really putting a lot of, of pressure on that. So that is sort of, I guess, one con, you know, one thing you might want to be careful of when pumping is, is you know, you don't want to break your equipment because that can get really expensive really fast and not to mention having broken equipment can cost you a seed even. Um, but uh, really, I mean, I think these are the kind of things that if you can, you you should be trying it. And there's there's no, if you fail it, you ju- you're just going 1.5 frames per second. You know, you're just going the normal speed. So every time you pull it off, you get a tiny, tiny little speed boost. Yeah. The more you can do that, the faster you go. Mm-hmm. The only thing that maybe would concern me is maybe hand fatigue too. Definitely, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know... The other thing about mashing is it will increase your heart rate, which is not always a, a good thing in every situation. So that is another thing you'd want to keep in keep in mind too. But so yeah. I have a couple of thoughts on pumping. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, go, go ahead. The first one is I agree with you that essentially it's a it's a free time save more or less. You can do it. You're already walking west from Sanctuary to Kakariko. Why not? You know, mash down a little bit and save maybe half a second, a couple frames over the whole screen. Uh, the thing is, it can absolutely wreck your controller and your hand if you're doing it really effectively. I uh, I know it's a very important thing in NMG runs because you know NMG is super optimized and uh, you you try to save time wherever you can. You know every split second counts basically. But in rando, I personally am of the opinion that it's good to do when you have an easy time doing it or when you think you can do it. But the time saves will come from somewhere else in rando. And uh, just to give you guys an example, at SG Live, when I was watching the lane or gem play to very high level players, uh, who are also very good NMG players, when they were pumping, especially the lane, though it's kind of his controller's fault as well, but when he was pumping, it sounded to me like he was trying to hover. So, you know, it's you. if you want to do it really effectively, you essentially have to press, if you're walking left, the down direction every second frame, which is in Link to the Past, every 30 frames per second. 
So you're trying to press down while holding left 30 times per second, optimally, of course, you know, nobody can probably do that. But I, I think it's a lot of effort for very little time save, especially in rando. That's kind of my take on pumping. That's definitely fair. Another thing to mention about it, though, is unlike hovering, you know, if you mess up hovering, you fail and you fall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. With this, you, I mean, if you want to mash at a rate of like five or six presses a second, or, you know, let's say like four presses a second, mm -hmm. it's about that fast. It's, it's like, why not? You know, like it's something you can do that will make you go just a little bit faster. I, I think one of the worst things in rando is when you're like, okay, I know where, what I need to do and where I need to go. I just need to get there. And it's like, God, is there anything I can do to speed this up? This is the answer to that. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't want to discourage people from doing it. I just want to, I, I want to avoid people getting hung, hung up on something like this. You know, I don't want people to start going crazy on their controllers when they walk into Kakariko every time and then feeling bad when, you know, they walk against a tree because they walk down too far or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So with that being said, let's, let's talk about, there, there's a few different kind of, uh, subcategories of pumping they all are sort of utilizing the same technique of restarting links walk cycles so you get those two frames instead of one um, but they can be used in different places um, one of them is uh, against the wall which is wall pumping so anytime you're going up or left and you're against the wall you just want to you want to be up against that wall holding the direction you need to go and tapping a diagonal essentially against that wall while you're walking so examples of places you can do this, one uh, that's pretty pretty well known is in Thieves Town. If you don't have the boots there, you essentially, after you get the second chest, um, you pump your way up to the top of that room so you can die, jump down um, and then head over to the uh, the room to the east. So that is one where you will see that uh, pretty, pretty consistently. Um, also in Eastern, when you're heading up the room with the cannons, you can, you can pump against some of those walls. So those are examples. Um, of wall pumping uh air pumping is the same thing just you're not against the wall so uh the example that i gave earlier of sanctuary to kakariko that's an example of air pumping while you're walking it's not really air it's, i don't think that's a great term for it honestly but that's, that's what they call it <laughs> it's um, called air but, pumping because there's nothing on you know to block you like a wall or stairs or anything yeah as opposed to wall pumping this is air pumping because you're not pumping against a wall you're pumping against air so <laughs> but but it's it's misleading it should really just be like called like diagonal movement pumping because another kind of benefit to this is in the example i gave from sank to cac uh you have to go way further uh west than you do south so you can hold west and just casually occasionally tap uh down and that is making your movement a little bit faster and getting you closer to where you need to go um, rather than just going straight and then hitting a, dia a hard diagonal at the very end of it. Um, so it gives you a more, uh, more of a line, you know, from exactly where you started to where you're going. So that's another, that, so that's air pumping. And then stair pumping is sort of uh, the exact same thing just when you're on stairs. There's, there's a lot of portions in this game where you're on stairs and there's walls to either side of the sprite. Uh, and the idea is you can just tap, you know, either left or right or alternate really, I guess. Um, and it will push, it will push your sprite up a little bit faster. And there's absolutely no reason not to be doing that, especially if you're going up death mountain on the, that super tall stair ladder thing or whatever mm -hmm. you you've got to be doing something to make, 
to make your sprite move a little faster up there. Yeah. Even if you're not breaking your controller, you know, like Herf was saying, it, even just a light wobble back and forth is going to be better than not doing anything. And I'm going to say, even though I was talking, you know, about how I'm not really a fan of pumping, stair pumping is the only type of pumping I also definitely do every time just because there's, you know, you hold up and then you wobble back left and right. It's not really hard and it's not a big deal and it works. Yeah, right. I, I stair pump is the only one I ever do just because it's pretty worthwhile and pretty easy to do. Although I generally only remember to do it on longer stairs. Yeah, well, because they take so long. You're like, again, you're like, what can I do? Like, is there this anything I can do to, to make go this go faster? faster? Yeah, please, please just let me mash something. Uh-huh. Sometimes I like to mash even if it's not doing anything because it's just like it keeps me like engaged, like a saving quit, you know? It's mm-hmm. like I know the amount of time I would need to wait until my button clicks start to do something, but instead I just like mash through it, you know? I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's what just... I do all the time is despite them not being used anywhere in Link to the Past, I use L and R to mash. I go through door transitions, I go downstairs, and I start pressing L and R. That's like a real uh, Super Metroid thing. Yeah, I know. I, I always thought I would maybe make a good arm pumper in Super Metroid because I mesh LNR all the time in a Link to the Past. I'm actually really glad you mentioned that because that's a perfect, uh, like, um, it, it's 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 like the exact same thing. You know, in Super Metroid, you, you do that. You mash LNR as you move, and each time you do that, I think, gives you, like, what, like an extra pixel of movement, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so this is like pretty much exactly the same thing. Very similar, you know, Super Super Nintendo type game where mm-hmm. um, you can kind of take advantage of the movement. But yeah, so so that's pumping. And the last thing I wanted to say about about pumping is uh, don't do this if you're going south or east. And it's not just to say like it's a waste of your time, but it actually will make you slower. Because again, whenever you go south or east, Link starts on the one pixel and then two pixels the next frame. So you're actually forcing Link to move on that one pixel more often. So you're actually going slower. So don't pump when you're not going the wrong direction. That's called anti-pumping, and it actually makes you slower. Okay, so that is enough of motion with walking. Let's talk about the boots. So let's say we got those Pegasus boots that everyone loves so much. Let's talk about how these work in a little bit more detail. So uh, the uh, amount of charge up time, you know, whenever you press the button, Link kind of does like a little wily Coyote, like like in place kind of thing. That is 30 frames of, of time there. Um, you can change direction during this, you know, uh, you can you can change which way you're going to dash during this 30 frames. And then after that, uh, the sprite is going to shoot in one direction. And this is at a uh, massive, a blistering four frames or four pixels per frame. So that is super fast in this wow. game. I think it's the maximum, that's, in fact. More really than double fast. the speed of, mm-hmm. uh, of pumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's something interesting to note. And I know I've, I've always wondered this. Uh, since you have this, um, you know, this charge up time, this 30 frames of charge up, when you're talking about short distances, it's definitely faster to walk than it is to dash because you actually spend more time charging than you would if you just walked over and rounded the corner. One thing I feel the need to say, even though it's super obvious if you've ever played this game, is once you start dashing, you can't change direction. Uh, so you need to be pretty confident of when you're going to stop. Otherwise, you will do something called bonking, where you hit the wall and fall backwards. It's pretty time-consuming. So you want to avoid bonking where you can, which means starting and sta- uh, stopping and starting your dash uh, strategically as you move around the world. So 
uh, to, to get back to what I was saying, when you do start up a dash, uh, you know, you might kind of wonder what is the distance that it makes sense to dash versus just walking over there. It's about four and a half tiles. So if the area that you want to go is further away than about four and a half tiles of distance, it actually will make sense to go ahead and dash. It'll be faster than if you had just walked over. If it's less than that, you should probably just walk, focus on your movement through the room. Uh, don't worry about a dash because you're actually going to waste a little bit of time there. Um, so uh, another thing, uh, another sort of property about dashing is uh, that Link is able to adapt into dashing into slopes. So when you dash against a uh, 45 degree angle wall, Link will continue the dash and just push against that angle. Um, to get into sort of the nitty gritty of that, uh, there it's kind of funny reading this wiki article. They're like, yeah, slopes are weird, man. We, we don't know. They just they kind of just <laughs> work weird. Um, but basically all you need to know is it's always going to be faster to dash and hit a slope and continue your motion than it would be to, say, like start another one. Um, you know, you can use the slopes to your advantage as you make your way around. Um, last thing about dashing here specifically is canceling a dash. Um, so you cannot cancel a dash by pressing in the direction that your sprite is already dashing, um, which it seems pretty obvious, but you can cancel it by pressing a different direction. The most effective way to cancel the dash is to be holding the direction that you're going and then just tilt a diagonal, which counts as another direction. That way you don't start going the wrong way or completely stop the motion of the dash, but then you can kind of keep your motion going from there. And that's really useful if you're going around a corner, you know, to know that you can stop the dash by just diagonaling and, uh, you know, kind of keeping the motion going there. Um, but again, you don't want to bonk because that's slow. So... Um, anything else in, about just kind of dashing around the world in general you guys want to mention before we move on uh, to Glitch? Tip, I, don't, I don't know if you know this, but you need the boots to dash. Oh, should, should we scrap all that and I'll, <laughs> just, I'll just redo it? <laughs> yes, you need the Pegasus boots to, to dash. Thank you, Axio. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, I'm really value-adding to this episode, so mm -hmm. I, I wanted to make sure we got that in. Yeah, that's, that's important information. Yeah. So one really nice thing about the boots is it gives you the ability to activate uh, or arm, as they like to say uh, in this game, to arm something called super speed. Um, I'm getting a, a little, I'm feeling like I'm hearing my voice a lot. Uh, Herf, I've, you've talked about this before on another episode. Can you uh, kind of re-describe for us super speed and how, how to activate it? Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, no problem. So, of course, you must also own the Pegasus boots, as we've just mentioned. So uh, all of this stuff is only worthwhile when you have the boots. And you need to be near some stairs, specifically some manual stairs. Uh, what I mean by that is nothing like in a dungeon where you go like down a level or something like that. Those are stairs too, technically, but those won't help you. So... Really, anything works. Uh, mostly, you know, imagine Death Mountain stairs, but even something small like uh, a medallion pedestal where you have to walk up like two stairs to to um, to activate, to open up Turtle Rock or something, even those will work. And uh, there's a variety of ways how you can arm the super speed. You can either spin slash, uh, you can use a hookshot, or you can use a medallion, even though I have to admit... Uh, the medallion method is something uh, you'll have to educate me on, uh, Temp, because I, I have no idea. Yeah, so uh, basically don't do it is kind of what I learned. <laughs> okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, so, so much in the way that the hookshot can also arm uh, super speed, 
the apparently doing it with the medallion can too. So if you if you activate meda- the medallion and dash at the same time, mm-hmm. once Link finishes the animation and you touch some stairs, uh, spin uh, spin super speed is activated. So I mean, oh. I guess when you're opening TR, mm-hmm. but. Do you, are there any stairs that I, oh I guess the stairs up to the podium yeah, yeah so, I mean it would work but eh. yeah so I mean I I guess if you know when you open up TR if you have the boots if you want to hit dash at the exact same time that you hit the medallion button theoretically once you finish that you should be able to run into TR another nice thing about super speed is it uh, completely eliminates the time needed to wait before link jumps off of a lens a, a ledge so you can just go up to the ledge and instantly jump down it mm-hmm. um, so I guess that would be good there um, and maybe people have been doing that and I've just never noticed but um, yeah. Let us know if that actually does not work for some reason. I'm I'm actually curious. Yeah, I've, I've personally never heard about it, but it, uh, maybe it works. But back to the other two that I'm actually familiar with. So, yeah. uh, spin slash method is the one that uh, is somewhat. I think we've talked about this in our favorite tricks episode or tricks. something like that. Yeah, let me. I'll find out which one it was. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. so essentially, what you need to do, you need to have a sword for this. So not only do you need the boots, but if you're playing, say, an open seed or have your swords randomized, uh, you you will need to have a sword. Uh, hold out your sword, charge your spin, and then once you're fully charged, once you release the B button to make Link spin, uh, tap on the next frame. You have to tap the A button. And uh, once you do that, and you'll know if you'll have been successful by trying to slash your sword, and if Link doesn't slash his sword anymore, you're, you've got it armed. Uh, what you need to do now is touch some manual stairs, as we were talking about earlier. Most of the time, you'll probably be doing it while you're walking upstairs. So you'll be walking up some stairs, touch your sword, and then you'll spin. And once you walk off the stairs, you'll have super speed. But sometimes people will arm it beforehand or it won't work where you'll walk off the stairs and you still don't walk fast, but you still can't slash your sword. Just go back and touch the stairs real quick and then you'll have it enabled, basically. Yeah, I was practicing this a little bit uh, as I was researching and that happened to me several times. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I would be like, what the heck? I did it and just go back and it's like, oh, I just didn't go far enough up the stairs. Is it because I didn't go far enough or do you sometimes just have to do it twice? No, it's uh, it's kind of weird, especially when you're doing it like close to when you're starting to go upstairs or close to when you're like close to getting off the stairs because the game, you know, as with the slope, the game is weird. But mm-hmm. it doesn't really register you still being on the stairs, so it doesn't activate it. So you need to like go all the way off the stairs and then touch them again. And as soon as you touch them again, so as soon as you notice him walking a little bit faster because he's on the stairs, you can turn around again and then it'll be activated. Gotcha. This was number seven on our list of top ten ALTTPR tricks oh, to learn. Nice. So okay. I think, yeah, I, I think it I, might be a, I'm, maybe I'm glad. a little higher. I'm glad it mm-hmm. uh, it got on there because it is a good trick, and I uh, it's one of the few tricks I uh, I feel confident in doing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing that you've written here, Tim, and that I also agree with this: most people will kind of roll or slide their thumb over from you know releasing B to pressing A on the next frame. That's been you know once you get the timing down, it's pretty consistent. And at first, it feels like it's impossible to do. How do you press something on the next frame? It's like one sixtieth of a second, but it's once you get the timing down, it's pretty consistent. I'd say. Yeah, and and when you do it right, if you're holding a controller, there's actually I noticed there's like a really uh, like 
there's like a clicking noise like like I don't know if you can hear that I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do a little folly work here like when you let go of A and slide it over and immediately hit B after that it seemed to just work a lot of times when I tried it like that yeah um, it's it's yeah. good yeah, uh, and there, there's a video that's also um, out there. It's, it's sort of long. You can kind of skip around it, and honestly, you just watch the first little bit. Uh, but I'll, I'll link that in the description, and um, that uh, that person did a very good job of um, explaining it as well. I wish I had it up so I could. <laughs> oh, man. Do, do, Crap. Do. All right, well, I guess you're going to hear from Tuesday, Tim. I was, I was hoping to keep him away, but Tuesday, <laughs> Tim will jump in here and credit the right person for that. What's up, guys? Tuesday Temp here. Could have saved myself a lot of time and effort if I would have just remembered the name Super Scooge. Super S-K-U-J. That's who made the video. But I couldn't cut this because we joke about it after this and I didn't want to cut any of that. So there you go. Tuesday Temp out. Yeah, Tuesday um. Temp. Coming <laughs> in to give the update. This is the musical episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's up with the. Uh, I think the haircut kind of turned X into a, I, it's, a music. I think it's blower. all like stress, nervous energy from the uh, because mm-hmm. um, I am like losing my mind. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, totally okay, that's probably fair. That makes perfect but, you sense. You know, y'all yeah. got to hear me sing, so I know I Love promised it. I would sing if uh, somebody learned to hover. So you know, you're getting some uh, some real yeah. key bits here. Yeah, some people did learn to hover. We'll we'll cover that in yeah. our Yeah, uh, oh, maybe our I gotta segment. sing the hovering part. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> All right. Um, did you cover hookshot speed? No, not yet. So okay. I'll do that real quick. It's pretty easy. Uh, it's the easiest method if you have the hookshot instead of a sword or as well as a sword. Uh, the easiest method is being on the stairs and pressing Y and B at the same time while having the hookshot equipped. So essentially, what you're doing Y and A, by the way, not Y and B. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, you want to press your item, so Y button and A, your dash button at the same time, kind of like when you're doing an item dash. Uh, and once you do that on the stairs, once your uh, hookshot like clinks off the stairs, you'll also have the super speed armed. And uh, once you get off the stairs, uh, same thing as with the spin speed. Sometimes if you do it too high up, you'll have to walk off the stairs and back on them and stuff like that. But essentially it's the, it's the same deal as with the spin speed arming. Yep, I fixed it. Nice, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's correct in our internal outline now. Very good. Um, cool. Okay, uh, I did want to touch on swimming real quick. Uh, it's another one of those where they are um, they're not one hundred percent clear, at least in this wiki, on mm-hmm. kind of how it works. Other than to say that it is one hundred percent acceleration based. Acceleration seems to be about one thirty second pixels per frame which means that after four frames of holding a direction, you have the speed one eighth pixels per frame, which would be 0.125 PPF. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So again, I'm not even going to read the rest of this. I I hope that's okay. Just to say, um, I do believe that once you get uh, swimming up to full speed, that is faster than walking. So when you're in Zora's domain, if you have the flippers, not a bad idea to take the water instead of walking along unless you have the boots obviously then that's Mm. obviously use the boots but uh the one um, thing i want to say about swimming is you can as far as i'm aware correct me if i'm wrong here you can use all the face buttons except for the map button because i will still open up the map right no 
Yeah, I think so. So uh, you can use um, what is it? X, B, and A. I think. Hang on, mm-hmm. I'm confused. No, it's Y, B, and A. Y, B, uh, and A. Yeah. You can use Y, B, and A to uh, swim, but be careful because uh, as soon as you hit shallow water, as, like imagine your way to you're swimming your way to Hobo. If you're using what I do a lot is spam B and A. So the faster you can spam your buttons, it kind of helps with the swimming. It's, as Tim said, it's kind of its own whole science to swim correctly in Link to the Past. But if you say you have the boots and as soon as you hit uh, shallow water and walk again and you've been spamming B and A, Link will stub dad and start kicking up dust to start his dash. And it'll just, you know, completely halt your momentum in a second. So be careful which buttons you spam when you're swimming is, is what I want to say with this. Mm, yeah, definitely good point. The only other thing I guess I would say is just not really so much for a research standpoint, but just anecdotally, uh, definitely stay away from those walls. Anytime you run into a wall, it pretty much just totally arrests your movement. Then you yeah. have to start that acceleration process again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Don't don't watch my VODs and watch me swim around because <laughs> you'll see me do the opposite of this, but mm-hmm. try to avoid walls. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I feel real happy when I do my Lake Hylia checks and I don't hit a wall when I'm swimming mm-hmm. or I only hit one wall because I'm a, a very uh, bad swimmer. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. And maybe we'll get more into swimming if we do it. Like when we get to a glitches episode and we talk about fake flipper and stuff, mm-hmm. maybe we'll. Yeah, I think that's enough for today, though. Okay, so moving on, uh, getting into what I've deemed here situational modifiers. So talking about the type of terrain that you're on and also different obstacles and, uh, you know, different things that Blink will have to deal with throughout a seed uh, and, and how to move most effectively through it. So the first one is stairs, and we've already talked a little bit about this, uh, but... Uh, again, you know, when you are on stairs, if there is a wall, you should definitely be pumping against it. It's it's the one time when pumping is pretty unanimous. I, I think people are pretty unanimous about mm-hmm. using pumping. Um, now, uh, one interesting thing, if you have wide stairs, like on the pyramid, for instance, um, the diagonal movement is going to be exactly the same as the cardinal movement. Um, which you can utilize by just, you know, if, if you know you need to get up there and you need to move diagonally, you might as well do it because it's not going to make you move any slower. But um, still definitely uh, going to be better to get along the side of that wall and pump against that instead of being in the middle. So that would be my advice there. Um, there's not a whole lot of those wide stairs. I can't even think of any other than those pyramid ones. Can you? Not off the top of my head, to be honest. Yeah. I'm sure we'll hear about it if there are some others, but <laughs> yes. now that I've opened that floodgate up. Um, so uh, one th- sort of interesting thing to, to mention is that uh, holding a sword charge or carrying an object will actually not slow your movement on stairs. You, you go to the same, the same speed, so whatever that's worth. Uh, now, that is not the same. Uh, the, the same is not true for dashing, uh, in which case dashing is actually slower on stairs. So don't don't dash upstairs. Um, I think that's it for stairs. Next up, uh, and this is really basic, tall grass and shallow water. Just wanted to mention it does slow you down. I'm sure you've seen that moving around. But essentially, instead of that alternating two pixels per frame and one pixel per frame for an average of 1.5, this is just uh, you go two pixels per frame on the first movement and then one pixel per frame without that extra two. 
So um, that averages out. They say on this wiki to 1.25, but I believe I don't think that two repeats. I think it's it's just two one 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 one. So uh, it is going to be a little bit slower if you're yeah, able I, to walk. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tim. Oh yeah, I was just going to say, you know, somewhere like the southern marsh area, you know, if you have the option to walk in a marsh versus next to one, you should walk next to it. That's all. Yeah, I I honestly didn't even know this until we went through this. I never noticed that you went a little bit slower because it's that subtle. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, Yeah, just be careful on those. And then doors. Wanted to take a quick moment to talk a little bit about entering doors. Uh, In general, just to say you really want to enter any doorway or or small hallway straight on uh, rather than going, you know, kind of off to the side of it uh, because essentially when you do that uh, you know you can walk up to the portal of a door and not be exactly aligned and I mean the game would be a real jerk to not let you get in at that point you know to, to stop you um, imagine the stairs in Ice Palace that you need to get down how you have to be exactly aligned think if every door was like that so instead what the de- developers do is if you're close enough they'll say okay this is close enough if they hold up you know to get through this door we're just going to move Link over one pixel per frame the direction that he needs to be until he's perfectly aligned with the door and then it'll go through. So you're basically not moving forward at all. Uh, each frame uh, that, that uh, represents a pixel that you need to be moved over. So the more kind of direct on you can enter doors, the less of that you know, stoppage and moving over you'll have to deal with and you'll, you'll ultimately go faster through them. Um, Another thing about doors is when you're in those little hallways, uh, as long as you're not in what's called a suction door, you can pump against those. So, you know, just like you would on some stairs or something, you can, you know, tap against one of the side of the doors and you will actually go a little faster. Suction doors are doors like whenever you bomb a wall or if there is a door that was locked that uh, opens up after you like kill all enemies or hit a block. That uh, essentially sucks your sprite into it, and that's a suction door, and you can't uh, door pump against those. So that might be a little extra. I kind of would maybe side with Herf at that point and be like, eh, if you're pumping in doorways, you're like, you're pretty hardcore, yeah. honestly. Uh, at that, that point, you're, there's other things that you can focus on before uh, that. <laughs> I can't, or just like, I don't know, it seems like a lot of stress. I, honestly, I take doorways as like a, you know, like I don't want to be mashing through <laughs> yeah. my doorways. Yeah, I, I'm i a big fan of, you know, marginal utility of uh, improvements. And, you know, movement in general, I think, is an area that, uh, you know, it, it's not necessarily the first thing people should focus on fixing up. You know, fix your, fix your boss fights, fix your, um, you know, glitch knowledge, fix your trick knowledge. The, you know, this is maybe third or fourth on the list. Uh, mm-hmm. I think pumping through doors, if you're at the point where that is what you need to be focusing on and practicing, you are real good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're good. Um, cool. Okay, let's keep this moving. I, I found one really interesting thing uh, that I, I definitely wanted to share here. When exiting a spiral staircase and heading south, always hold a diagonal to start as you're walking out. Because if you only hold down and not a direction in addition to that, the game stops you for like seven to eight frames. I did not know this. I never even noticed no, it. Yeah. But, Interesting. But, I didn't know this either. I also did not know this. Yeah, so anytime you come down a spiral staircase and you're heading south, you know, and, and exiting from the north wall, uh, just hold diagonal and apparently that's going to move you ahead a little bit. So that's, you know, why not do that is, is my only point. I know it's not a lot, but um, might as well. So... 
Uh, and now, uh, Axe, you've added door dashing here, yeah. and I'm confused if that was maybe just Herf talking about his food getting delivered or what. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So what I'm referring to is, um, and this is, I think you see most often in the GT climb, but if you dash through a door and you just you know do a normal dash, Link will bounce off the door if he goes to you know unlock it. But um, if you instead, like I'm thinking of the one going up to again gt climb if instead you press you know left or right right before you dash then link will just dash right through the door without uh, bonking off hmm. yeah i was wondering actually how that was done so i will pay more attention now yeah I, Wait, I are believe... you talking about key dashes yes key dashes that's that's, that's all right I mean. so how that's done is you need to be a multiple of four pixels away from uh the door to not bonk against it and it most easily works in the little hallway where the GT big door is, where you need to use the big key. Because if you start a dash from the door right after the screen transitions, you're perfectly aligned to just dash through it. But usually, <clears throat> usually all uh, things like, say for example, the first, no, wait, the second room in Aga Tower, where you have to defeat the two blue guards to make a jest appear, where the key is in there. If you uh, dash to the left from where you open the chest, like if you walk to the left and don't walk up or down any pixels and dash upwards into the key door, you're perfectly aligned to not bonk into it. All right, so it's key I, uh, dashing. I did not, A, I, I did not, I forgot that it was called key dashing, and B, I did not realize it had to do with the distance from the door and not the, uh, key, the inputs you were making before you went into the door. Yeah, it's a, if you look it up somewhere, it's probably explained a little better than what I can do. But I, it has to do with like the there's like a one pixel wide barrier where the door counts as a as a like solid object, and you won't uh, be able to go through. But if you manage to line it up in a way where you or where it unlocks the door instead of bonking you off, and if you manage to align it with those four pixels, so it has to be a multiple of four pixels. Uh, and you end up exactly on that one pixel line, it'll unlock the door without you bonking off of it. It's it, That's what it, what the whole deal is. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Good yeah, I was wondered. Yeah, I was wondering how they did that. Cool. Okay, moving along. Another thing I wanted to talk about a little bit are statues. There's a few parts in the game, like in Skull Woods and uh, in uh, Palace of Darkness, um, where you need to move statues. Ice Palace is another one. Um are there any more? Any more? Is that all of them? Uh, swamp I feel like this is a good trivia question. Uh, is, there is... Oh, the, uh, Swamp Palace? Yeah, Swamp. I, Isn't I there one that. in the GT oh, you Pod? Just said that. Pod. Mm-hmm. Though the way there is a little bit limited, as well as the Skullwoods one in the back, there's also, you know, you're kind of locked into where you can move them after a certain point. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so so there's a few places where you're, you're, you encounter statues. First thing is it's always better to push these than to pull them. Link's pull speed is like some of the slowest speed in the game. I think it's like uh, 0.25 frames or pixels per frame, so it's very slow. Going to be way better to push. Uh, Herf has talked about this before, I think, in Swamp Palace uh, episode, but um, you, you want to try to push diagonally as much as possible. So... Uh, this is a little bit different than pumping because it's not about starting and restarting the motion. The simple fact of the matter is that Link's, uh, Link's mo- movement when uh, pushing 
diagonally is one pixel per frame and when moving at a cardinal direction it's 0.75 pixels per frame so by doing like kind of a sweeping motion left and right and trying to always be moving diagonally you're pushing that statue as fast as you can so mm-hmm. that is always going to be the fastest way to move when you're pushing a statue yeah i think what i also mentioned in the Twan palace episode is that what's important here is or what i see a lot of people do is they kind of try to alternate left and right like diagonally up left and up right a lot but what's important is try to push uh, as far uh, into one diagonal direction as you can before link would like slip off the statue because every time you change directions you have a short amount of frames where you're pushing straight upwards and that slows you down to as tim was saying that cardinal direction speed of 0.75 pixels per frame so the more you can actually hold a diagonal the whole way, the faster it'll be. Yep. Uh, now, one interesting thing I discovered about uh, statue pushing here is on the subpixels page, which I'll definitely link, um, which is really cool. It has a whole list of uh, link speed in like every single situation you could think of. And, and I obviously use this a lot to put this episode together. Um, having your sword out and pushing the statue uh, straight forward, not at a diagonal, is 1.5 pixels per frame. So that's actually the fastest way to push a statue. Oh, wow, that's crazy. That now, is let me ask you guys, why do you think no one ever does that? Because you can, I think. No, you can. You definitely can. I actually pulled up the practice ROM and tried it. And yeah, it's it's mm. shocking how fast Link goes. But I, I realized I... something soon after. What do you, What do you think it is? You have I don't know what 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 is it? Okay, Probably. so you charge up this you charge up the spin slash right. You start pushing the statue. Statue's going super fast. Then oh, you get yeah. it where it needs to go. And now what? Well, now you let go of the spin slash, and that takes another while. And yeah, probably it's mistakes exactly. all the time save from the charge and the release. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So that's the problem is taking the time to charge it up and then letting go of it by Mm -hmm. that point actually wasn't faster than doing the diagonal pushes no makes sense yeah yeah so i thought i thought that was kind of neat but um just to say you know for the record that is technically the fastest way is with your sword out and uh directly you know northeast south or west I suppose if there's some way where you can like hold the charge through a stairway afterwards or something where it'll like auto uh, disarm it or something, maybe. Yeah, or if you just maybe, uh, you know, like in Skull Woods, you want to release that and kill the enemies or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. there might be situations where that's helpful. Good to know anyways. Yeah, good to know, right? Um, And diagonals also pretty fast, but uh, yeah, so. Um, and then the last thing we'll touch on here in terms of uh, your sprite's movement. I've been going back and forth between Link and your sprite. I try to always say your sprite, but sometimes it just comes out as Link. So hopefully, you <laughs> I understand. just always end up saying Link. Yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, so ledges. Uh, so if you've ever noticed um, the way that ledges work, to get kind of technical about it, is you hold the direction of where you want the sprite to drop down, and there's a 20 frame delay. Uh, if you have been holding that direction for 20 frames, then Link will jump down. The sprite. <laughs> the sprite will jump down. Uh, if you let go of the direction at any point during those 20 frames, it resets, so you have to do it again. Um, so one thing that you can do to kind of bypass this is if you have the boots, 
um, just at any point while you're trying to wait to jump down, just uh, just tap the boots button, just tap A, and you will um, jump down immediately. So be sure to do that if you have the boots. You know, tap that whenever you're going down your ledges. Uh, quick note about this: it normally can't be done when you're going north. It just doesn't work for whatever reason. But if you approach it at a diagonal, it will work. So uh, yeah, that's ledges and, and quick hopping. Uh, any thoughts? Pretty, no. pretty straightforward, right? Sounds good. <laughs> makes sense to me. Cool. All right. And the last thing I wanted to include here, and it was honestly hard to find information about this, but uh, hook speed and the hook shot. Um, so I asked on the um, on the link to the past speed running uh, Discord uh, some questions about hook speed. I just said like, hey, what you know, what is hook speed and uh fsg gem uh chimed in and said that hook speed is four pixels per frame so that is that sounds great right it's as good as a dash but remember when you throw the hook shot out link is completely standing still uh the hook shot travels at four frames per second there too but by the time it grabs what it's getting and takes you there you kind of have to divide it in half because the hook shot had to get out there so Using the hookshot to get around is essentially about two frames per or two frames per pixel. Um, so it's a little bit faster than walking if you can do it in the right situation. But uh, generally, a dash will probably serve you better um, if you have that available. Um, it's, it's very situational, but you will definitely see runners, especially pre-boots. If you found the hookshot but not the boots, there's a lot of really neat ways you can utilize the hookshot to kind of just zip, zip, just kind of like zip around the world and around dungeons um, to move a little bit faster. Um, so uh, anytime you see anything that's made out of wood, like a fence or a treasure chest or a tree, those are something that Link can hook to. Um, and I think a lot of people forget about trees. Um, so keep that in mind when you're running around the overworld. Just make things a little bit faster for yourself. Also, all blocks can be hookshotted to. And you can even um, hookshot glitch through some blocks, which we'll talk about in a glitches episode someday, I'm sure. But um, just wanted to kind of give a quick shout out to the hookshot because it can be used to help you get around a little bit faster, especially when you got no boots. So any any thoughts about hookshots? Uh, I love them. Yeah. Hookshot's fun. They're good. Way better than hovering. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Beats the pants out of hovering, for sure. Um, cool. Okay, well, I wanted to end this where I'm, I'm finished with my uh, little report here, but I wanted to end this with some final takeaways that, you know, after the time I spent kind of looking into this, I think are good takeaways to kind of keep in mind when you are uh, making your way through your next seed. So they are as follows. Uh, I think you should always try to pump where you can, uh, but you need to know where it makes sense to do, especially stairs. And I guess I would amend that a little bit after hearing the input from my co-host and say, pump wherever it makes sense for you to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. however much yep. you feel comfortable. But I think it's good to know those situations and, and take advantage when and where you can, especially, especially on stairs. So that's the first one. Next one. Make sure you're moving diagonally whenever you push a statue and definitely try to avoid pulling statues if you can. Sometimes in, in game you have to, but if you can help it, push instead of pull. The other one, uh, the next one is try to make sure that you enter all doors head on so you're not getting that stop, that stoppage. And then the last thing I would recommend is learn how to do super speed because it really is very, very easy and uh, learn when you can use it and use it often. And those are my takeaways. Do you guys have any other final takeaways before we close this out? I mean, I would just 
say as kind of I, I got to earlier, you know, there's a there's a hierarchy of things to do, and doing these movement tech or you know movement techs can be helpful, but um, you know don't don't focus on this over other things that could save you more time. There you know are, are lots of things that uh, you might want to prioritize above this. You know if you're you're not really good at your bomb jumps, focus on that. You know if you um, you still need to figure out you know how to do fights with the fighter sword or green mail or things. Do that. Um, yeah, I'm not saying this is unimportant because once you have this those things down, this is uh, as Tempus kind of been alluding to basically free time saves. But at the same time, like. You know, know yourself, if you are the kind of player who, um, you know, your hands are going to cramp up or you're you're just kind of mentally going to lose focus if you're constantly trying to pump, then don't try pumping everywhere. Set an achievable goal for yourself. Say, you know, if that's something you want to work on, say, okay, every time I hit the stairs, I'm going to pump. But otherwise, you know, it's it's just if I, I feel good and if I remember to do it. Don't. Don't set a goal for, I'm going to start pumping all the time, every seat I play, because I imagine you're actually going to start executing worse. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good advice. What yeah. do you say, Herf? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with all of that. I think uh, I would file everything, <clears throat> excuse me, I would file almost everything that we've talked about, with maybe the exception of the super speed today as a, as a good-to-know thing. Uh, if you have the time and like the the free brain capacity while you're playing rando and taking everything in and making routing choices and trying to think what to do uh, and you're like hey i can pump here then by all means do it but if you're like oh man i'm already trying to figure out where to go next and to click on my tracker and to do this and that and now i also have to pump all the time you know pumping is definitely one of the things that you can probably put on the back of your list as well as some of the others. Super speed, I agree with, definitely one of the most important ones. And everything else is good to just have in your mind to be aware of, especially the dashing stuff as well. That's something I do wrong all the time, hmm. just because it feels faster, but you never, you know, you never calculate the charge up time into your, into what you're feeling, I guess. So yeah. I um, be aware of it, but don't go crazy over it. Yep. Um, all right. Well, with that, I think we have wrapped this one up. So let's move along to the final segment. All right. So no fetch questions this time, but that is not the worst thing because we have a lot of other stuff to go through. Um I wanted to take this opportunity to announce the fact that, uh, drum roll please, uh, I am going to start writing a music pack uh, for Link to the Past Randomizer. I'm going to write an MSU pack. Yay! Um, <laughs> some people have Tip mentioned. Pack. Yeah, people have mentioned that they would be interested in me doing one, and I've always just been like, yeah, maybe someday. But uh, I think I, I've officially, you know, I've been thinking more and more about it. I'm interested in the process of it. Um, Growing up as a kid, I always thought, you know, I was going to be like a video game music composer and then, you know, real life happened and got into other things. But this could be a chance to basically do that again. So why not, you know? So uh, what I'm going to start doing is I'm thinking probably like weekly streams uh, at twitch.tv slash temp underscore. Um, first, figuring out the logistics and the tech side of setting up an MSU pack and what's required there. Uh, and also composing the music and, and writing it, you know, on stream and uh, 
um, you know, working that out and converting that into a file that can be used in, you know, uh, ALTTPR. So uh, if that is of any interest to you, be sure to follow me for that. There'll be more details as I kind of get into the groove of it. Um, but yeah, I, I hope to, you know, just throwing a loose deadline out there. I'd love to have it done by like next April, um, sometime around there, you know, about six, six or seven months from now. Um, or I guess not, it's more about five or six, but, um, yeah, so that is something I'm going to be working on. If that's something you know anything about, I would love to hear from you. So hit me up. I'm going to need all the advice and uh, help I can get in this process. But, um, yeah, so wish me luck. Can you give us any hints what kind of uh, theme you're going for? We, uh, or are we just going to have to stay in the dark until you've got something ready for us? So I think uh, so. I've gotten some requests for like all like jazz arrangements, um, you know, uh, like kind of like our theme song um, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff I've I've done for some of the episodes. I might do something like that, but I'm I'm honestly kind of leaning more towards just writing you know original tracks for each one. Do it, um, man. That's yeah. I I I will pledge here and now that uh, once it is out, I'm going to use it because oh. you make great music. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you. I'll for sure check it out. <laughs> See, that's that's a way more realistic answer. I, I like that answer a lot. I'll, I'll, well, of I'll course, give it a listen. I need listen. to figure out how to actually use MSU packs, but you know, that's a what what a good excuse to help one of my my podcast buddies out with uh, with his uh, cool MSU pack by getting it out there. Yeah, so. and speaking of that, I think. At some point in this process, we will have a, maybe not a full feature, but at least just kind of a little segment on like how to do it. Because I think that's something I honestly I don't know either. So that's something I I want to learn more about, obviously. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, that is going down. Um, also wanted to talk about the last few GMP biweekly seeds, not in a lot of detail, but just to say that. Um, the one from episode 32, the bonus one, that was the one where I forced you to hover. I did want to give a quick shout out to both Lumaga and Verts505 in our Discord, who, uh, according to their screenshots and their times they posted, pulled off the hover. So I am extremely proud. I, I thought that was so cool to see that, you know, they took up the challenge. Neither one of them knew how to hover before and listened to the episode and said, all right, I'll give it a try. And, and, and I got I got something special. Lumaga and Verts. Burning together, out of her, with it, pressing A and B, running fast all over the sea, yeah, Umaga and Verts. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. That was like uh, rocking, dude. Yeah, I, I literally good. just ad-libbed it. I just started going and that's where we got. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll thank like you it. for that so if only i had some some rocking like electric guitars and cymbal crashes and stuff hey, dude but, and i know. maybe i'll maybe i'll throw something in there for you yeah <laughs> uh well now i have to no i want to um <laughs> uh okay cool cool that was incredible um so but shout yeah, out no, to you guys yeah, yeah no that's that's awesome that you guys were able to pull it off it's um it's really uh you know I, I complain about hovering a lot and, um, you know, how I don't like it. But it is a, a really good skill to pick up and, uh, you know, can really save your bacon at some point in the future. So, you know, shout outs to you guys for taking the time to, to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Um, and if that's one you haven't played, you know, give it a shot. It's it's uh, it's doable. So, 
Um, and then the next one, the last one we did was uh, episode 33. I didn't play this one. I actually watched it instead. I watched our BWS crew, um, you know, restream that one. But I'm playing a ton of rando these days with between all these fallifiers and also finishing up the something awful tournament. I'm, I'm getting plenty of seeds in, so I, I don't feel like I, I need those extra. Um, now, that being said, I probably will check out this next one because the one we're going to put out this time is what's called an ambrosia seed. Have either of you heard of an ambrosia seed before? Mm-hmm. It sounds you nice. Have. Yeah. Uh, Herf, tell us, tell us what an ambrosia seed is. Well, you do get the, 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 I feel like, not as much played anymore, sword-assured standard seed, the dot casual, as uh, they call it. And mm-hmm. uh, the uncle will spoil the boots location for you. So that is the whole ambrosia part, I guess. Yeah. And there's one other thing, um, which there's always been a flag for, but this just incorporates it. It guarantees that the boss gives you an item instead of a uh, map or compass or key. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of encourages cool. uh, finishing off the bosses and maybe dipping you know, pendants. Well, I guess it wouldn't really change whether you do a pendant or not. It just means if you want all the items, you're going to have to kill the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I recently heard about this. It, it was uh, coined. Uh, it was actually the, this, like, setting, uh, the, these custom settings were come up with by Buane, who we've had on the show before. Uh, and Buane um, just got the idea of it, you know, and decided to give it a name and just sort of randomly named it Ambrosia, which is, a, I guess, like a nectar of the gods, like drink of the gods kind of word. It's what that means, which I also learned recently. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, he just kind of named it that temporarily. And then Synac added presets for that to the bot. And uh, that's what it's called now. So, um, not, yeah, not really related so much to what we talked about today. I accept, I guess, maybe the boots hint. Like, you're going to not have boots and then you're going to go get boots probably. So, you can try out some of these movement strategies, you know, a little bit of all of them. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do this time, Ambrosia Seed. So, Look forward to that. And remember, you can join us in our Discord, which we'll have a link to in the description to download that seed and compare your time with others uh, once you're finished with it. So with that, we are wrapping up the episode. Thank you so much for joining us for this one. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at GoModePodcast. And if you have a fetch question for us, you can send that to email at GoModePodcast.com. You can also send it in on the contact form on our website which is gomodepodcast.com. That's right, we got it. Uh, We had one new iTunes review from a racing council member, Fear Agent. So thank you so much, Fear Agent, for that. Mentions in the review that our show is good, not just for newbies, but also for seasoned vets. And we couldn't agree more, Fear Agent. Thank you so much for the recommendation. We're at 29 now. We need one more to get to 30 before the end of the year. So who's going to do it? Yeah, I would love for that to be yours. So get your review in. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's get some Twitch page shout-outs. I'm going to hand it back over to you guys like old times. Uh, Axe, if somebody wants to watch you play Rando, uh, you know, of course, after you've gotten married <laughs> and mini-mooned and all of yeah, that and you're that. settled back in, where do they uh, you? That's going to be S.A. underscore Axio, and I promise I will not do any singing uh, while I play. This is a, <laughs> a special Go Mode episode 34 only uh, thing. I mean, personally, I think that would have been a great way to get more listeners <laughs> well, watchers. I, we but... always do say for the commentators, you know, don't sing on stream. So, uh... hmm. 
That is one of the rules of the main tournament, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So it's not know, it's not for our restream. I'll say I'll say that right, right now. If you want to <laughs> sing, don't make me regret this. But if you want to sing a little bit, you can. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, Herf. What about you? Uh, you can find me at Twitch.tv/herfydurfy, and I really need to get back to streaming at some point. Oh, I heard you've been really into Death Stranding. Are you going to stream any of that? Uh, probably not. I feel like that's not a very good game to actually stream because unlike, unless you play it, you probably don't really appreciate it, mm. is all I'm going to say to that. <laughs> I'll take your word. I've seen some reviews. It seems pretty bonkers, honestly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this time. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to my co-host for joining me. And uh, let me just pull Well, this. thank you to... Oh. Before we, we we mirror out, Tim, thank you for uh, putting the outline together for this one. Huh. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. It's my pleasure. I, I hope Tim, everybody Tim did all the hard work. Yeah, <laughs> as I hope always. Everybody, yeah, I hope everyone learned at least at least one thing from from this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I learned a ton. So, um, yeah, if you if you want more, just tune in again in two weeks' time. We'll see you uh, two Wednesdays from now. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and mirror out.